Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Daniels looking downfield. He wants a shot for Brian Thomas. And the end zone. Touchdown. Oh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU there. And, yeah, Field Yates today at ESPN had his 1.0 mock draft come out today. And at 28th overall, he has the Buffalo Bills selecting LSU's Brian Thomas Jr. He also has the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Adonai Mitchell. But what is interesting there, and really where <laughs> I want really to jump into this, and I also, you know, we would love to hear your calls, 803-0550. Who do you want the Bills to go get? Who's the guy you've kind of zeroed in on? I, you know, we've still got the combine and, and such to go, but who's kind of the guy that you've had your early eyes on? For me, it's been Brian Thomas Jr., yes. Troy Franklin out of Oregon is somebody I have really fallen in love with fast. I am much higher on Jalen Polk out of Washington than I think most people are. I'm a big fan of his. I would actually, Josh, to be perfectly honest with you, if they went D-tackle in round one, Jalen Polk in round two, and I would be in love with that draft class. Why not? Or early bits of the draft why class. Why not both? Why not we just go Brian Thomas Jr. and, and then Jalen Polk. Polk? And then, because I know defensive tackle is... Then worry about it's D-tackle. It's a need, but it's just... You can't pass up on premier talent. <laughs> exactly. Because you never know who's going to be your bust. Because there's always busts every single year. Yeah, you're not going to hit every pick. Yeah, and... With, in my opinion, with the wide receiver being such a glaring need, it, the more early darts at the dartboard you have, the better chances you're going to get. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's where I I listened to it as I was driving in today. Jeremy was bringing up the stat that in the first three rounds of the draft, the Bills have picked the most running backs out of any team in the NFL, and have yet to pick a wide receiver in that run. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I almost crashed my car, <laughs> on principle, I mean that <laughs> because as a team, and and Jeremy brought this up. Per, and, and, I, and I could not agree more. Just for a team that throws the ball as much as the Bills do, right. for a team like Baltimore, for as much as they run the ball, to have spent way more wide receiver is stunning. And it made me furious. What's also really interesting about this um, this mock draft from Field Yates is Marvin Harrison Jr. going fourth, which I don't think is crazy, but at the same time it is a little weird to look at. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Caleb Williams goes one. Jaden Daniels goes two, Drake May goes three. This is what I want to talk about a little bit with Field Yates' mock draft. There's been a lot of talk of like potentially six, maybe even seven wide receivers going in round one. I think that's a fair thought process to have. I don't think it happens. Mm-hmm. We look at Field Yates' is mock draft here, and, and this is just one, but it's kind of it, it works with my thesis, so I want to use it. I'm selfish. Don't worry about it. 
His first receiver that goes off the board is at four to Arizona, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, Marvin Harrison Jr. So to anyone that wants to call in, hey, the Bills should trade up to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm just going to say this now, and this will be my stance till April. Cool. So you want to trade up to the top five. End point. Good luck. That's it. It's <laughs> good luck. So Marvin Harrison goes for next guy is at six to the New York Giants. That's Malik Neighbors, the number one receiver out of LSU. Makes sense. Should have been the Blitnikoff Award winner. I'm not upset about it. At number <laughs> seven, the Tennessee Titans, the next receiver, Roma Dunze, the number one receiver out of Washington. Josh, when is the next receiver taken in his mock draft? 28th to the Bills. Yup. Brian Thomas Jr. That's 20. The only that's other, 19, 19 yeah. picks. The only other skill position player that is taken before Brian Thomas Jr., Brock Bowers at 16 to the Seattle Seahawks. Considered wow. one of the best college tight ends ever. No running backs. Well, yeah, I'm not, not even surprised by that. There's not even like, there's not even like a <laughs> no, Bijan or like a Najee Harris name. But it's just funny because last year you're looking at Bijan and you're, wow, he might be, you know. Is he going to go top five? Top five like, does he yeah. fall the way? Yeah. It's really interesting, though. Like, I, I look at the Bears taking Caleb Williams at one. Mm-hmm. And there's all this talk of, oh, what if the Bears trade out? What if they, you know, trade down, get a bunch of picks, whatever? Is it crazy if the Bears just say, you know what? We need this. Let's take Marvin Harrison Jr. at one. See, I my thing is I, like, is there more? Is there more value in that than rather than trading back to like two or three, getting a couple other picks, and then taking Marvin Harrison? Jr.? I'll say no, only because the value of having a cheap quarterback with Fields, you're getting real close to having to do the fifth year option and then potentially paying him. Mm-hmm. With Williams, clock starts over. That's true. And at nine, there is a chance Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors does fall to there. This is just mm. one mock draft. I've seen dozens at this point that have had Adunze and Neighbors both falling to nine and being taken by the Bears. And that, to me, immediately makes the Bears one of the more fascinating teams, not just in the NFC, but in the NFL as a whole. Now, with that being said, this mock draft, obviously we've, we've already talked about, Thomas Jr. goes to the Bills at 28. There's only one other receiver taken. It's Adonai Mitchell out of Texas to the Kansas City Chiefs, which is a little frustrating. but A little? But to be fair, <laughs> though, you know we're, we're talking we need yeah. receivers as well. Chiefs who won the Super Bowl are also sitting there going, we have like Rasheed Rice, and that's about it. Like everyone else is <laughs> we not We might that good. have MVS. Maybe. <laughs> On and a so good like day. For them as well, that's a huge need. But I do find it fascinating that there is so many different ways this draft can go. Because of how deep the wide receiver class is, I'm not surprised that some teams in the middle of the first round decide to wait. And maybe go get a guy like, as I've talked about, you know, Adonai Mitchell, he goes to 32 in this, could easily fall into the second round. So you're thinking Adonai Mitchell here, Troy Franklin doesn't go, Xavier Worthy, the other receiver out of Texas, Roman Wilson. Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, the Florida State wide receivers. Roman, or uh, not Roman Wilson, but uh, Ricky Pearsall out of Florida. Lad McConkey. Lad McConkey out of Georgia. Like, like, there's just so many names. We didn't even bring up Javon Baker out of, out of UCF, could also be somebody that's in the second round. Xavier Leggett. Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina. There's so many names that I would not be surprised if only four or five went because teams are like, why would I do that? I can just wait. There's only so many teams that are in a similar spot to the Chiefs and the Bills where they're like, no, that might be our biggest need. Yeah. For teams, if it's their second or third need, there's no reason to reach for the fourth, fifth, sixth receiver when they can go get the second best edge rusher or the best guard tack or best guard prospect. You know, like that's it's kind of one of those situations. And that's Kind of where, like, I'm I'm so excited for this draft class because I think we forget last year's class. There's a reason why the Bills went Dalton Kincaid. There wasn't a 
ton of receiver quality at the top end of the draft. You really had four names. Now, two of them went really well. We're still kind of waiting to see on Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then Quentin Johnson was a disaster last year. <laughs> yeah, that was but that Zay was Flowers. Funny. Yeah, but Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison were fantastic and played really good roles on their teams. This receiver class is significantly better than last year's. Significantly better. All three of the top three would be the number one overall receiver in last year's class, and I think Brian Thomas Jr. would also be the number one overall receiver in last year's class if you know you took this year and put him in last year. It's it like, and I think that's going to be a big thing of just value wise. Teams will be willing to wait, and the Bills could get lucky because you know it's all luck. I mean, you got to hope other teams don't go certain ways, and could fall into their lap a guy like a Brian Thomas Jr. or a Troy Franklin out of Oregon. I think would be another great pickup for the Bills. Let's go back to the phones and get to Butch on the East Side. Butch, how are we doing this morning? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking my call. Great show. Uh, very interesting. And um, I got a couple things I want to say. Plus, I want to tap in on the last topic you said about the Sabres because it kind of go with the combination that I'm speaking about the Buffalo Bills. Number one, our head coach is, is going to position that he's never been in before. And I hope that he adapts to this, which I know he probably has to. And that is that he has to play young players now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're in the generation now, just like you two gentlemen are young gentlemen, and I, I, I'm a fan of both of you. You're up and coming in this radio game, and by you guys getting the opportunity to actually perform, people like myself and other people who are listening that loves this show can see the talent that you guys have. That's the exact same thing I'm telling Sean McDermott to do with these young players. Coming in this draft, and I know you probably might disagree with me, and I understand is that I hope that Brandon Bean moves back, pick up more selections based off some things like you just finished speaking about, about the t- how deep in the receiver group the talent is. But my my guy is Powers out of out of Oregon, the center. Uh, I really I really like this gentleman. I really believe that keeping Josh Allen up, Josh Allen can make no name no names house names as a receiver group. And if you keep that offensive line strong, you can do that. And I can, and I hope that Brandon Bean uses this draft and does not go back uh, in in the first round, maybe to the beginning of the second round, but pick up more picks during a regular uh, day two and day three as well. Now I say that, and then I'm gonna use the Sabers now. This is what I would like. I don't know. You guys are gonna totally disagree, but I believe in just like I just spoke about you two guys of being getting opportunities. These young kids in Rochester right now. Uh, you know, are getting opportunities. But at the same time, my thing is confidence. And I, I'm like this. I was always taught sometimes you got to get your butt whipped a lot of times. You're going to be good at, at eventually. And uh, I look at teams and I look at college teams and they're losing. We're already losing it. We're already losing downtown Buffalo. Why not lose with young players? You know, at least we know the players are going to eventually get confidence. They're going to be good one day. They're already up at the, they're already up at the top level playing against the top players. But they already, they're, it's no choice but to be up. Don't get me wrong, they can go to Rochester and score a lot of goals and make household names, and then we could take a name and plug them into the roster on the losing team, and they might not do so well like Levi. They we want to send them right back down. No, keep them up. Keep them up and let them get beat up a little bit. Let them, let them get, get their confidence. Let them get the opportunity like I'm speaking about you guys. This is what I'm saying about the young players. The Kansas City Chiefs just won a Super Bowl with so many young two-year players. It was ridiculous. They got rid of – years ago, they got rid of their wide receiver that went to Miami. They never got another one to replace him. They still win. 
it's based off certain players and certain positions that you have already on your team. We already have a Josh Allen. Let's just keep building around him and building your young pieces around on defensive end. Let's build a young defense where some of these players might get beat up at the same time. Allen is going to score the, score enough points for us to overcome that. I appreciate your opportunity. I, I love you guys. I, I'm, I'm a fan of you, too. I can see big things ahead of you guys uh, later on and down the line, and I support you guys. I support WGR. I love all the fans, and thank you so much for taking my call. And I love both of you. Take care now. Thank you so much, Butch, and thank you for the kind words. Thanks, uh, Butch. Appreciate it. I will tell you, though, I am going to disagree with you. I'm the villain. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I, a center in the first round? I'd well, he, he was he was saying, like, you know, I, I don't know where he meant, but he was saying move off of the picks and, well, and I, I like gather other trading, selections. Trading down makes sense always if they're, if if the value doesn't make sense with where the pick you're right, at. Right, like if you want to pick, you know, Xavier Leggett, and it's like, well, he's not really my our first-round talent, mm-hmm. then okay, trade out of the first round. I will tell you, though, they already got 10 selections. Right. They're going to have some of the most in the draft already. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of them are later-round selections, but Bean has done really well in those selections, getting incredible value, and that's where you can go get a cornerback or another safety where, I mean, you've seen Bobby Babbage and Sean McDermott really develop in some truly great players at those positions. I mean, look at Terrell Bernard, a third-round pick at linebacker. All of a sudden, you know, we Josh, at this time last year, we were sitting here going, I mean, if Edmund leaves, what, what are we doing at middle linebacker? Like, what are we going to do? Bernard is probably better than him in his first year starting. I mean, at least in big plays-wise. I mean, right. what's, what's going to be next year? And, and he didn't have Mavilano around him much at all this year. I mean, yeah. he had to be the guy, and he was great. So, you know, but with, with all that being said, I'm all for the young movement. I, I was for it with the Sabres. That's why I was frustrated that Oposo and Gergensons were back. But on the Bills, that for me is the key thing. I want to see this team get younger. I want them to lean into the young talent. I understood the feeling of, yeah, but you got to play the old talent now. It's working. They're really good guys like the Micah Hyde's, Jordan Poyers, what have you. Josh, honestly, I don't think this team has had a solid number two receiver since the first year Stephon Diggs was here with John Brown. 
And I mean outside receiver. Cole Beasley is his own animal because he's a slot guy. It's, it's right. now the same yeah. with with uh, Khalil Shakir. He's going to be the slot guy. Or, uh, yeah, Khalil Shakir. He's going to be the slot guy. He's not necessarily going to be the number two boundary wide receiver. Like so, like that's a different thing there. But they really haven't had a number two wide receiver since that first year. They've constantly tried to oh let's throw Emmanuel Sanders in there. Oh we got really old fast. Oh that's a shame. Oh Gabe Davis had a great playoff game. I mean look maybe you got to <laughs> think about that. And we've done it for the last two years. And so now a lot of this has kind of just been piecemealing it together. It's where I don't really even care about the wide receiver market in free agency. I don't care at all. Because I, I don't want, either. I want to get younger. I want to get faster. Aside from Michael, I want to get cheaper. Aside from Michael Pittman and Mike Evans, maybe, everyone is Gabe Davis or worse. And if you're trying to replace Gabe Davis, you're not going to go out there and get, oh, uh, like, oh, Michael Pittman might not even mm-hmm. be better than him. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, because you're – it's, oh, man, yeah, I got to pay him I just don't really like A him. lot. I don't, you know, just, just looking at Pittman – Evans would be something just because like he just routinely puts up a thousand yards like and he's yeah, a Hall of Fame talent. Evans, That's Evans one thing. I would be okay with, but yeah. but that you're not you know. But, but Pittman I just don't even think helps the Bills with what they want to do. Like, not the, he's like not we've the... talked about replacing Gabe Davis. I don't want to replace Gabe Davis with just another Gabe Davis who's good at blocking and you get him for the 50-50 balls and all this stuff. No, I want a guy who can separate. I want a guy that if he catches the ball and there's like five yards of space because he's open, he's going to kill a defense. The word everyone should use when you're talking about Gabe Davis. This is also if he leaves, which is more and more likely by the day. I, I don't it, it think is, it, it's going to happen. But it's not replace; it's upgrade. Yeah, you, like you you're not replacing two, him. You want to upgrade the number two wide receiver position. If if Diggs was leaving, it'd be yeah, we're replacing him. Mm-hmm. If Davis is leaving, it's you're upgrading because you had a guy who down the stretch had five catches. Mm-hmm. Like granted, he was dealing with an injury, but he had five catches maybe mm-hmm. in his last six games. Yeah. And and maybe like ten targets, not good, in five games, as a number two wide receiver. It's really bad. He had multiple games this year where he had none. I where mean, he had none just, of each. Flat out none. None. No targets or receptions. And then you had like you know like the Tampa game every now and then where all of a sudden he's like, oh my god, he had twelve targets and nine catches. But right. like, th- that's the inconsistencies. Where, like that cannot happen. That's fine if it's a rookie wide receiver that you grabbed in the second or third round. That like yeah, they're still trying to figure out their way. Kincaid this year at tight end was that. Gabe yeah. Davis is in what his fourth year, and we're still sitting here going. Ah. I don't really know I can get game in, game out. <laughs> that needs to be upgraded. That needs to be upgraded. And then the only real issue they're going to run into, and where I do think like defensive tackle absolutely should be on the board also around one, right, in yeah. terms of an idea, is you have, what, four defensive linemen under contract, two of which are Von Miller and Kingsley Jonathan. That's not great. No. That's not awesome. And your defensive tackle position specifically does not really have anyone but Ed Oliver under, uh, under contract. So... I will get that. I've I like guys like the Texas guys, Devontae Sweat and Byron Murphy. I would be happy as hell if one of those two fell to twenty eight and they took them, especially if four or five receivers have been taken up to that point. Because then I know there's town in the second round and they're absolutely going to attack that position. And I'd be stunned if if Brandon Bean did not move up. But man, like it's just they need to get younger at that position. They need to get faster at that position desperately. I tweeted out here before we came back from the break. Just a flat, you know, how would you feel if the Bills land Brian Thomas Jr. at 28? And for the most part, it's been pretty positive. Wide receiver train, which is literally his name on Twitter, which that's fantastic. <laughs> like, I'm ready for the damn season to kick off. That's beautiful. Love that. Uh, we had Bills Fisher tweet in. He just tweeted in a picture of Troy Franklin. Totally understand that. I think Franklin's kind of my guy. Uh, Thomas, I have a little bit of, of worriness if he's going to be – great as an all-around wide receiver. I just I feel like 
the sky's the limit with Troy Franklin, I, I, truly. And, and he would add something I've been desperate for with the Bills, which is speed. He is going to run in the four threes in the 40. And I think the Bills' offense desperately needs it. Because honestly, Josh, that's where I think they really haven't replaced John Brown. Who's fast, who's fast right. on this team? Yep. And, and I don't mean like in a Deontay Hardy type situation or an Isaiah McKenzie situation where you're like the, the gadget of the slot guy. No, I mean like he's on the outside and he's running. Right, because Di- they haven't Diggs, replaced it. Diggs doesn't even really have that. Diggs has the separation ability of, you know, he's just a great athlete, and if he's covered or even double covered, he can make a crazy catch. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Diggs is a speed demon down the sideline or anything. Like, yeah, sure, he's fast. Diggs, Diggs is quick. I would never yeah. say he's. I would never say he's a burner. I would say he's very quick. Right. And so, like, he, that's my he thing. has that quick movement where it's just boom, yeah. all of a sudden he's gone. Which is why, like, I've been a big fan of Troy Franklin, but also Brian Thomas Jr. I'm, again, the combines later this month, so we'll get official measurements there. But he's also going to be somebody that runs in the low four fours, maybe high four threes. Yep. They desperately need that. They need speed because this is also been. A th- I mean, Josh, what's been the key the key phrasing for the Bills' offense when Explos- they got explosive, explosive, explosive. But it's been yak yards after catch. Mm-hmm. They just don't have it, and I think a lot of it is because they're not getting guys that separate, and they have guys that when they get the ball, they can't break away from defenders. What's a scenario where the Bills trade up in the first round? Like ninety five percent. It's like ninety five percent. How high do they go? Like three or four picks, maybe. Yeah, you don't think it's you, nothing, nothing crazy. Do you I think would be they, stunned if th- they pick a twenty eight? Do you think they get to twenty? Is that too Ooh, much? That might be fun. Like not not I don't want to say not twenty uh, itself, but do you think they can get higher than twenty five? Let's say. I think so. Yeah, twenty to twenty five is a, still a doable range. Yeah, I think so. I, I would. I'm telling you, I'd be stunned if they pick a twenty eight. They haven't picked at their first round pick in the last two drafts. Right. They've traded up to go they get their guy when when they're within range. Three for three fifth round picks. I think it's three fifth round picks. I gotta now look at the two bill. or three. I know they have multiple in the fifth round, but I, I to me it's 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 tricky because I look at the value of an NHL draft pick to an NFL draft pick, mm-hmm. and it's completely different. And it's mind boggling. They have two fifths, two three six. It's the three, three six, six. Okay. and then a seventh. But it's to, and to, then to, they will also likely get a third as a compensatory pick for Edmonds. And that'll be pick ninety nine. I think so. Yeah. In most because in most mock drafts that I've done, that is where the Bills pick in the third round. Yeah. Is ninety nine, um, but my point is is what what picks there can they trade up? Like, how many picks would it take to, to trade up? That obviously you're trading pick twenty eight in this scenario, but is it enough of twenty eight, a fifth round, and a sixth round? Yeah, like is that enough? It, it wouldn't be crazy because it, it obviously. I mean, we're not breaking ground. When we say this. You got to have two to tango, right? But yeah. it, but you, that could also be yeah. a team that's like you know what. I want to take a Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. I want to keep that that fifth round or that fifth year option being a first round pick, but maybe taking him at twenty one, twenty two is too much. Pittsburgh. So I move back Pittsburgh at twenty. At twenty, that's kind of who I was thinking of. So we move back eight spots or whatever, and kind of don't have any fear that anyone will take him. Tampa at twenty six, maybe, but they're probably going to lock in Baker Mayfield to a long term contract. Right, that's true. And honestly, moving up two spots isn't really that big of a deal. You're jumping yeah. the Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't going to take a wide receiver because they're probably going to take Brian, or Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. So, but it could be one of those things where you're like, I want to get this done. I want to make yep. sure no one else. I want to make sure Kansas City can't jump in front of us. I want to make sure Baltimore doesn't get their pick at wide receiver because they may still take one. It's it's funny you say Kansas City because I'm looking at a mock draft that I did probably like an hour ago. Love it, love it, and. In this mock draft, I only did fifth. I only did five rounds just because I wanted to see what 
talent. And I only picked wide receivers, not because it's funny, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. because I wanted to see who was available where. In this mock draft, you had Marvin Harrison Jr. going at four. And then you have Malik Neighbors going at seven to Tennessee instead of at six to, to the Giants. Yeah. I don't know if I fully trust this mock draft because they also had Washington take an offensive tackle at second overall, which is... Oh, Joe Elt? No. Um, or Fishanu, the Penn State guy. Oh, Fishanu, Fishanu. Okay. The Penn State guy. Yeah, the Penn State guy. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you can fully trust this mock draft, but bear with me. So in this draft... Kansas City traded with Dallas to 24. Okay. And they drafted Roma Dunze. Oh, no, there's not a chance. There's, no chance. there's not a chance that Roma Dunze is there. But the fact that the sheer fact that they traded up above the Bills and took a wide receiver in this simulated mock draft scared me so much. Like, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's fair. And that's where I'm saying, okay, like, can they get above 25? Mm-hmm. Because if something like that were to happen where Kansas City trades up to 24 and takes Brian Thomas Jr. or Troy Franklin, Troy yep. Franklin. It's not great. Yeah. And a lot of this came from, we were talking about Field Yates' mock draft. Uh, he releases 1.0 uh, earlier this morning. Uh, I did put on Twitter just some other responses to how how would you feel? Just the moment of, if they if they draft him at 28, some other responses. Nickel City Kid has, fine, but if Byron Murphy is on the board, I'd rather have him. That is the defensive tackle, one of the defensive tackles from Texas. Uh, younger, um, more potential, I would say, Josh, there. Like, uh, Trevondre Sweat is the other one, 6'4", 335 pounds. I, he he is going to take up a lot of space on the defensive line. And where I would love him for the Bills is mainly you're going to get the most out of Ed Oliver. Where Byron Murphy, you would just have two really good guys that I think could both help each other out. Murphy, though, I have a feeling is kind of going to be ranked as the number one defensive tackle in this in this year, and that's where I just I would be shocked if he gets to Buffalo. With that being said, as well, if you're worried the Bills' defensive line is undersized, this pick would continue that. Murphy's about six foot one. He is three hundred pounds though. But if you're worried that they're undersized, that probably continues here. Where for me, kind of like a lot of how I felt about Osiris Torrance last year, he's massive for a guard. And he takes up a ton of space. I kind of feel the same way about Tavondre Sweat, who's very quick on his feet. If you've seen some of his workout videos or stuff like that he does on sidelines, he does not move like he has 335 pounds. He moves like he's like 280. And this is also why Texas had him, I think, twice this year run out for touchdowns at the goal line, which was emotional to say the least. And like he would he would really help Buffalo immediately. He would have likely a spot right away because just of what's available that they have on the defensive line. Would a guy like Sweat be available at 60? Probably not. At or... 60, is going to be tough. I think his size is such a positive yeah. that I think teams are going to jump at him. But that's late, where, for, late first round, early second, absolutely. That's where you could say, like, let's say the Bills trade up in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. What if part of the package is, yeah, the Bills are going to send maybe next a, a pick from next year's draft, but they're also going to get another pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know, then you can say, all right, well, we're going to move up in the first round, draft a wide receiver, and then we're going to draft Sweat earlier in the second round than we thought we were yep. going to draft. So, I don't know. There's, I, I, I like the idea of them moving up in rounds one and two, personally, mm-hmm. just because of the amount of runoff you're going to have into round two. Yeah. Whereas, if the Bills are at 60 in round two, it's it's you're still going to get great talent there. But I feel like it's more advantageous to jump I'm, up I'm, in that I'm round as well. I'm banging the drum so hard if he's there in the second round. Jalen Polk, the wide receiver out of yes. Washington. Yep. He is somebody... You're not going to hear me talk about him a ton when it comes to the first round just because 
he's he he will be there at 28. There's very little chance he is gone because he's really a second round prospect. Mm-hmm. I just I know I'm higher on him than most. I think he's a very fluid wide receiver. I think he's very athletic. I think he kind of offers everything you want. And he's six two, and he's about 210 pounds. So he's not skinny. He adds size. He's gonna run in like the four fours. I he's a ton of fun. I just think he is gonna be there in the second round. Maybe not 60. But if they took a defensive tackle in round one, I am going to be banging the drum as loud as my skinny body will allow me <laughs> to get Polk in the second round earlier than 60, 60 as well. I wanted them to trade up. We're going to take a quick time out here. If you want to join our conversation, let us know who the prospect you are most intrigued by early on here in this draft process. You can do so at 803-0550. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.